48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. A government COVID adviser suggests a possible further relaxation of social distancing measures may be possible if COVID cases continue to fall. The minister in charge of Hong Kong's vaccination efforts says about 16% of children aged between six months and three years have been inoculated. And stock markets around the world are heading south over fears of a possible global recession. A medical expert advising the government on the COVID-19 pandemic says Hong Kong may be able to further relax border measures for inbound travellers in a matter of weeks if infections continue to fall. Ivan Hung from the University of Hong Kong was speaking a day after the government announced that from Monday, inbound travellers only have to show an amber code for three days without having to undergo hotel quarantine. Professor, Professor Hung said when more people become immune, either because of vaccinations or previous infections, and when the pressure on the healthcare system eases, even these three days of health monitoring could be cancelled. Perhaps inbound travellers can be given an amber code for a short time after their departure from the plane until they get their PCR test results. If it's negative, they may be required to do PCR tests at required intervals, say on the second and sixth day after arrival. But basically, once you disembark from a plane and test negative, you can immediately visit restaurants and other places. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Ingrid Young, says about 16% of children aged between six months and three years have been inoculated against COVID-19 since the Sinovac vaccine became available for them some seven months ago, seven weeks ago. She noted the manufacturer of the BioNTech vaccine for younger children is also planning to ship their jabs to Hong Kong, adding authorities are preparing traditional vaccination venues to handle the possible demand. The official in charge of the vaccination drive in Hong Kong called on parents not to believe rumours circulating online about serious side effects of the vaccines, saying experts have explained the drugs are safe and effective. Police Commissioner Raymond Hsu says with National Day approaching, the threat of terrorist attacks in Hong Kong remains at a moderate level and there is no specific intelligence suggesting the SAR is likely a target. But he refused to disclose how many officers will be mobilised for October the 1st, saying only that many will be on duty to carry out patrols. We cannot let our guard down. There are still some people going underground and using soft resistance tactics to try to incite people to come out. We will closely monitor our intelligence and see whether such acts are happening online. If so, we will act accordingly. Macau Chief Executive Ho Yat-seng says mainland tour groups will hopefully be able to visit the SAR again in November. Mr Ho said this was approved by the central government after officials listened to his reports on Macau's economic and employment situation at a virtual meeting. The tours have been suspended for about three years because of the COVID pandemic. Stock markets around the world have fallen as fears grow of a global recession. Yesterday, oil prices slumped and Wall Street's Dow Jones index fell to its lowest level since November 2020. The figures reflect concern that the world economy could be heading for a recession. Here's the BBC's David Willis. 
central banks in the US and in Europe have moved to raise interest rates, uh, the attempt being to raise the cost of borrowing. Well, this week, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates for the fifth time this year. The chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, made clear that he intends to keep raising rates until inflation is under control. Now, the concern is that that tactic, uh, instead of stabilizing prices and slowing the global economy, could plunge it into recession. And that's why the markets are taking fright. Britain's finance minister Kwasi Kwarteng has defended his government's plans to boost the UK's economy, insisting they're not a gamble. Mr Kwarteng has said massive tax, tax cuts aimed at increasing economic growth are fair for all, despite the highest earners gaining the most. After Mr Kwarteng announced the measures, Britain's currency hit a 37-year low against the US dollar. And now to the weather forecast. There'll be sunny periods this afternoon with one or two showers later. Mainly cloudy tonight with moderate to fresh easterly winds occasionally strong offshore. And the outlook mainly fine tomorrow but windy with one or two showers on Monday and Tuesday. And currently the, at the observatory the temperature is 31 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity now at 61%. And please be advised the yellow fire danger warning is currently in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The group of seven wealthiest nations have condemned what it says are sham referendums being held in parts of Ukraine to decide whether or not they want to join Russia. The group called the votes, which are being organised by Moscow-backed officials, a breach of the United Nations Charter. Here's the White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. As we said in today's G7 leader statement, the United States will never recognize this territory or as anything other than part of Ukraine. We stand with our partners around the world in rejecting whatever fabricated outcomes Russia announces. We will continue to stand firmly with the people of Ukraine and continue to provide them with historic amounts of security assistance to help them defend their territory, to help them defend their freedom. Rights groups have reported that widespread arrest of students and civil rights activists at their homes after protests were sparked across Iran by the death of Masa Amini. Many officials say 17 people have been killed in the unrest, but others estimate that figure could be around three times higher. This report from the BBC's Bahra Nabasi. Verified videos on social media show large crowds in the capital Tehran and several other cities. Protesters can be heard chanting slogans against the leader of the Islamic Republic, Ali Khamenei, and calling for the overthrow of the Islamic regime. The government has responded with live ammunition, pellet guns, and tear gas. The Iranian regime has also imposed tough restrictions on the use of the Internet in an effort to prevent more gatherings, as well as the flow of images of protests from reaching the outside world. And to sports, the chief executive of the Hong Kong Rugby Union says he's delighted quarantine travel restrictions are easing soon. Robbie McRobbie says he hopes the restrictions on November's Hong Kong Sevens, the first to be staged in three years, will also be the last time such measures are seen here. Rugby players involved in the tournament at the Hong Kong Stadium will arrive, live and compete in a sports bubble. The closed-loop mechanism from our point of view is OK. The teams have accepted it. We're happy to go forward on that basis. It's expensive. So, again, we, we would hope that going forward we're not going to have to do this again in April. But the overarching sentiment is any move that is a relaxation of the quarantine is definitely a positive thing for the Hong Kong sports industry. The Swiss tennis star Roger Federer has played the final professional match of a career that's seen him win 20 Grand Slam titles. The BBC's Laura Scott was watching. 
Roger Federer received a raucous reception from London's O2 Arena. For his 1,527th and final match, he got his wish. Not battling his greatest rival, Rafael Nadal, from across the net, but sharing the same side of the court with him as part of Team Europe against two Americans, Francis Tiafo and Jack Sock, representing Team World. Federer and Nadal produced some moments of magic and took the first set. But with Federer not having played in more than a year, there were signs of rust and the American pair fought back, levelling the match and taking it to a tie-break, which went their way. This was the most sentimental of send-offs for one of the greats of the game. In cricket, England beat Pakistan by 63 runs in Karachi to take a 2-1 lead in their T20 international series. The BBC's Henry Moran was watching. England have taken a 2-1 lead in this series with a really impressive performance in Karachi. Ben Duckett and Harry Brook came into the tour looking to claim their place in England's white ball plans and today's match-winning partnership will have done them the world of good. They put on an unbroken 139 for the fourth wicket to take England to 221 for three. Will Jacks on debut made an excellent 40. Pakistan fell 63 runs short of their target, the returning Mark Wood taking three wickets. In football news, Italy have beaten England by a goal to nil in the Nations League in Milan, thanks to a second-half strike by Giacomo Raspadori, a result that relegates the three lines to League B from next season. It's now five matches without a win for England and five without a goal from open play. England's final match before the World Cup is against Germany at Wembley on Monday. Meanwhile, Hungary top Group A3 after they beat the Germans 1-0 in Leipzig. And finally to baseball, where St. Louis slugger Albert Pujols has become just the fourth Major League Baseball player to hit 700 home runs, with two homers in the first four innings against the Los Angeles Dodgers. The 42-year-old Dominican, playing in what he says is his final season, joins Barry Bonds, who has 762 home runs, Hank Aaron with 755, and Babe Ruth on 714 as the only players to reach that milestone. To end the news, top stories once again. Government COVID advisor suggests a possible further relaxation of social distancing measures may be possible if COVID continues to fall. And the minister in charge of Hong Kong's vaccination efforts says 16% of children aged between six months and three years have been inoculated. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Doxing is a crime. If someone reposts a doxing message, that is also doxing. The Personal Data Privacy Ordinance has been amended. Reposting doxing messages without the consent of the people concerned is against the law. Offenders are liable to a maximum fine of $1 million and imprisonment for five years. Remember, be careful with reposting. Doxing is a criminal offense. The law also applies to the online world. Fight the virus, stay vigilant. If you think you have a higher risk of COVID-19 exposure or experience discomfort, you can collect specimen bottles for free testing from designated public clinics. Meanwhile, the government will arrange free testing for targeted groups. To minimize the risk of community transmission, we should take the initiative to get tested. Together, we must fight the virus. Stay vigilant. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. And here we go. Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals steal my kisses right here on Radio 3 with me, Michael Lance, and the People Show. 
Oh 